Welcome to Hood Healing. Buenas noches, everybody. <laughs> it's pretty late. It's late tonight because we were stuffing our faces, yeah. so we have food coma. Big time. But we're still bringing the energy. We sure are. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are going to be talking about surviving our youth because, girl. We got some stories. We got some stories. Some of them are funny. Most of them are funny. I think it's a it's a it's really a tribute to resilience because there's some really crazy shit we did. A lot of crazy shit. And and I'm gonna be exposing some of y'all, so if you don't like it too bad. Ooh. Okay, well, I will be using aliases for my story. I rather not. I rather use names, it makes it funner. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not sure. I did check the statute of li- statute of limitations on some of the crimes I've committed to make sure that it had the time has passed um, oh, because shit. I, you're like, oh shit, exactly. So um, anyhow, well, I uh, so anyways, a little nugget, a little nugget about our brains is that our, our frontal lobe, which is like the part of our brain that we use for judgment for like. Impulse control for our emotional regulation is not fully formed till we're 24. So it really explains why we went ham before then. And then kind of like coupled with, with trauma, I think it can really challenge you. I know it challenged me. And so I think now looking back, I can be like, well, shit, <laughs> I wasn't just dumb. It was like, the brain, and it was also my trauma. So it's just talking about fun stories. <sighs> Funny stuff. I know, but I think it's important because I think people sometimes no, I, are I like... I was asking, like, that's what oh. we're doing, right? Like, funny stuff. <laughs> no, I appreciate the the uh, the knowledge you're spitting right now. <laughs> I thought nuggets, you just ate nuggets with barbecue sauce. <laughs> honey mustard. Honey mustard. Oh, yeah. Um, but so I'll tell you a story. So my parents got divorced when I was 22. I was like, great fucking timing, mom and dad. Cause like I seriously went like totally ham and just, I used to go out drinking like four or five nights a week. Fuck. Dude, I don't even know how I used to do that. And I remember um, I hadn't, well, when I was in college, like my senior year, I had an English class and there was like a bunch of old people in the class. They were probably like how how old I am now. It was like a mom going back to school. And then it was like a six-year-old guy, like old man. And then another woman who was like in her, you know, in her fifties or whatever. And I remember I used to come over hungover because the class was on Tuesday and on Mondays, we used to go to this like country bar and on Mondays they would play top 40 and they had dollar well drinks. It, it was called McCabe's. I don't even know if it's still there. Mm-hmm. And that was our spot on Mondays. And I used to come over like probably reeking fucking hungover as shit. And I remember <laughs> the, one of the ladies, the mom was like, are you sure you don't have an alcohol problem? I was like, this bitch really got a nerve trying to do an intervention on me when I was in fucking English class. Um, I probably did have a problem. However, looking back on it. um, And uh, anyways, so I have a lot of stories that are alcohol related because I feel like that actually does mess with your brain quite a bit. So you kind of like do some really stupid shit and then I think mine are all (laughs) all the same. (laughs) It all involves alcohol. Well, well, go ahead. Tell us one. All right. Let me see. Where do I start? (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the time I got arrested in TJ. How about that one? Oh, damn it. Uh, So it was my cousin, Cynthia, my cousin, Mariana, and a few of Cynthia's friends. We, uh, We drove to TJ. And we drank at La Revolución. We're just hanging out, drinking and taking shots and all that good stuff. And then I remember I had gone to the restroom. And when I went to the restroom, I kind of sat down and just kind of like dozed off, right? 
Mariana comes in the in the restroom, knocks, and she's like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll go out in a minute." I think I might have knocked out in in the restroom because oh damn, she came back and she was like, uh, "We gotta go, we gotta go." I was like, "All right." So we had parked in what is that San Diego? San Diego is it like where you park before you get? So we actually walked. It's like San San Isidro, yeah, right? San Isidro. So we had to walk. Um, what happened? Oh, sorry. We had to. Uh, hello. Come on, girl. Cutting my damn story off. Uh, so uh, we had to walk across the border, and um, and I was I was fine. Like I was walking perfectly fine. We crossed. They asked for our name. You know, where do you live? Blah blah blah. Those questions they ask you. And as soon as we crossed, Cynthia had this huge ass fucking friend, like this huge ass fool, right? So he was like messing around, and then he like tried to like. I was skinny back then, assholes. Don't fucking sit there and be like, who the fucking pick up this bitch? This fool, like, he kind of like, well, not skinny, skinny, but it was kind of like skinny, you know what I'm saying? Anyways, he kind of picked me up, and and then he, like, kind of t- tried to throw me over his shoulder, and I told him, like, get me down, so he got me down. So as soon as we had crossed, like, when he put me down, like, I got dizzy, of course, because I was still kind of drunk, you know? So a fucking cop is parked right there with him and some other guy. And he saw that I was kind of like, you know, trying to get like, you know, get my balance back. And he go, come on, girl. Why you keep turning off my damn mic? <laughs> Hello? You're good. All right. So then he's there and then he, he tells me like, hey, come here. Right. So then I walk over to him and I'm like, uh, yeah. And he's like, um, have you been drinking? And I said, yeah, you know, I'm going to lie to the cop. And he's like, all right. He's like, how much have you been drinking? I'm like, well, I don't know. Like we, we all drink the same. So he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, um, go ahead and put your hands behind your back. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what Damn. did I do? And Mariana and Cynthia are like, what did she do? She didn't do anything. And Cynthia's drunk. So Cynthia's fucking literally crying. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that's good. Like she's fucking crying. So Aww. then they handcuffed me. They tell Mariana, like, um, you guys can pick her up in the sober tank or something like that. Yeah, they put you, like, in a drunk tank. Yeah, drunk tank. So I get in the back of the cop car, and there's this fucking white girl sitting next to me. <laughs> and she's drunk, and she's fucking yelling, and she's fucking trying to lick my face. And I was like, bitch, get the fuck off me. You know what I'm saying? Like, So we get to the drunk tank. They ask for my ID. I hand over my ID. And then I, the, next, the next thing you know, it like, I was knocked the fuck out. All I remember was Mariana in my face saying, morning sunshine, right? <laughs> She's like, time to go, wrap it up, time to wrap it up. She, This bitch is a ride or die. She drove everybody from TJ back out here to Garden Grove, drove back to TJ to go pick me up with Cynthia's drunk ass. Which, for those of you that do not live in this area, that's like... A- an hour and a half yeah, to two hour it's drive. Like, Probably more closer to two hours. Yeah, it, it was pretty far. So Mariana goes back, picks me up. Cynthia's in the passenger side crying, telling me, you know, where were you? She knocks out. Mariana's like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do? You just got out of jail. What do you want to do? I said, I want to go to Denny's. I fucking went to Denny's right here in Garden Grove, which is fucking drink. Like, we fucking ate, chilled. She dropped me off at the house. She went across the street. We dropped off Cynthia. And then Mariana walked across the street. I walked across the street because we used to live across from each other. Lita asked me where was I. I told her we'll talk about it later. She said okay. And then that was it. That's one of the stories. So I'll say one. You say one. Dang. Yeah. Surviving a TJ jail. That's right. That's definitely something I have not <laughs> had the pleasure of being in jail. Thankfully. It was pretty cool though because they had a bunch of beds like all over the Not beds, but like mat- mattresses. Yeah. Like the blue ones that they would have in elementary school. (laughs) (laughs) So that was pretty cool. Oh my goodness. Well, sorry. We're, I feel like we're having sound issues today. Um, so one time my friends and I, well, first of all, when my parents got divorced, I would just went ham. I was like blacking out a lot, which is not great. And one time my friend decided to have a party at her aunt and uncle's house. And they lived in this very nice house. They had a trampoline. So there we were. We decided to make this lemonade. 
and it was lemonade and it's, and it was like lemonade concentrate. So like instead of using water, we use vodka and then we put like also some like beers in there to make it fizzy. It was so good. Mm-hmm. We were, it had, we were drinking it out of the red. So, you know, those red solo cups, yeah. which is, which was just basically like giant glasses of alcohol. So, um, we're there, we're just chilling. I go on the trampoline and I fell on my back and I just kind of remember going up in the air. <laughs> I just remember coming down and I just remember like literally waking up on the ground and my friends like surrounding me. It was like those movies when people like <laughs> pass out and people are like standing over you like, what's going on? And so what ended up happening was they, they were like, are you okay? Or I was like, yeah. So, you know, I, the next day, like my roommate and I, we go back to our apartment, whatever. We're just, you know, carrying on with life. I went to work and I'm like, I have the worst headache. So for like two days, I have a terrible headache. And my roommate was like, do you remember you fell off of the trampoline? And I was like, what? She's like, yeah. And so she's like, you better go to the hospital. So I go to the, I go to the doctors. I made an appointment. He's like, so tell me what happened. And I was like saying, you know, well, I was on a trampoline and I fell off and my roommate said I fell on my back and he's like, were you drinking? And I'm like, yes. (laughs) And he's like, good thing you were because you would have broke your back if you were sober. He's like, you have a concussion. So I got a concussion. And, you know, obviously there's not really much they can do, but I was like, damn. And that did not stop me <laughs> from drinking, but um, definitely was, you know, sur- survived it. Cause I felt, I feel like there's so many times where I put myself in dangerous situations and not really thought about the consequence. And now that I'm like a mom and I'm like an adult, I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, let, let me tell you another story about Maribel. I'm going to put a uh, Maribel on blast right now real quick. So one of the TJ trips uh, that we took, we told this bitch not to wear sandals. This bitch wears sandals everywhere. She fucking lives in Chicago and we went to Chicago on, on a January because I wanted to see snow because I had never seen snow in my life. This bitch was wearing sandals and fuck chanclas, like fucking straight out chanclas in Chicago, right? So, anyways, back to TJ. So we're in TJ. Everybody's wearing fucking shoes. This bitch decides to fucking wear some chanclas, right? So we go. We're all dancing. We're hanging out, having a good time. We're drinking. This bitch has. All her nails painted on her toes. <laughs> so we told her, do not wear sandals. She didn't give a shit. She's so fucking getting down on the dance floor with fucking um, with her fucking chanclas. And as the, the lights are off, so it's fucking like um, glow in the dark kind of, you know, she's dancing, dancing. Somebody fucking steps on her toe. And I swear to God. You see her fucking toes and one fucking nail was missing. <laughs> and this bitch starts yelling, screaming for her fucking life that her fuck, somebody stepped on her. So we're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? She's like, my fucking toe, bitches. We look down. I swear to God, Lydia, one fucking nail was fucking missing off her fucking toes. And all you see, like, she's like, fuck it, whatever. She fucking keeps dancing as we're walking down the stairs because it was like upstairs. So we're walking downstairs. As you start to see actual light on her toes, this bitch is fucking bleeding. And she, she was like that the whole fucking night. Never stopped dancing. So what was Maribel's lesson? You fucking never wear chanclas when you're fucking club, you freaking weirdo. Well, the lesson, life's lesson is when you're in a club in TJ, close to shoes only. Yes, ma'am. Okay. If you can wear, oh. still, if you can wear still toes, then still toes it is. No Don't. shit. <laughs> Well, I think about speaking of Mexico, my BFF from high school. So first of all, as a mom to a high schooler, I cannot believe my mother let me do this. But when I was 17, well, I graduated when I was 17, but I was like one month away from being 18 years old. And the like 
they had this thing. I don't even know what this company was. I don't even know if they were legit. I don't know what the whole story is. Now that I think back, I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking, lady, letting me go to Mexico? So it was this, you know, they did this presentation and it was basically like, oh, well, we're going to take your kids to Mexico for a week and do like this chaperoned, supposedly, nobody fucking watched us though, because it was just nuts, um, trip to Mazatlan. So there we go for a whole fucking week to Mazatlan. And my mom actually had to get a notarized letter saying that she was letting me go out of the country. So there I go with my, my friends. There's like six of us from high school who all went. And so we go to, um, this trip to fucking Mazatlan. We're basically drinking the entire trip. One night we actually went at two o'clock in the morning when it was fucking dark outside after being at senior frogs all fucking night. All you can drink swimming in the fucking ocean. We went into the ocean. Okay. But this is not the worst story. So the resort was divided by this rock wall that was like four feet. So like you could see the other side. So our rooms were on one side and then we had friends staying at the resort on the other side. So my best friend, Laura and I freaking took out a freaking bottle of Jose Cuervo. We start, I know, dude, this was like a Bacardi and Jose Cuervo, like, trip. That's, you know, you're 18. I think I brought like $200, probably more than that. But I worked all summer to pay for this trip. So I go and my roommate and I, you have to walk like all the way around the lobby to get to the other side. So I was like, dude, let's just climb over the wall. It's only like, it's not that tall. And here we are in sandals and shorts. Um, I was like, was I wearing? No, because I think I was going through like a butch face. So I was only wearing <laughs> Suddenly wearing shorts. So I climb over the wall and I tell her, like, just do it. And so she goes, for some reason, she thought it was like a good idea to get to the top and then jump down, but it was, it was too high. So she kind of like rolls her foot and she's like, ow, ow, my foot. And then I was like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. So she just like, we start walking. A couple hours later, you know, she just starts crying. She's like, my foot. She's like totally crying. So I'm like, what, what did you hurt it? So there was like a doctor that was like on staff there. So he comes to our room. He's like this Mexican doctor. He's like, oh, you know, have you been drinking? She's like, yeah. He's like, I can't give you anything. I can't give you any pain medication. He's like, just take some more shots of tequila. So it was like the day before the day before we were leaving. So of course she's crying and stuff because she's like in pain. I feel really bad. So she, you know, she, I think we ended up continuing to drink because we thought that was the greatest idea. And the next day we, we were drunk on the plane. We get home and I was still buzzed like in the airport. Like my mom was like, you smell like a fucking bar, like you stink. So, and to this day, her foot still hurts her because she fucking fractured that shit. She fractured that shit. Yes. And she never got it taken care of. Well, she went to the doctor once she got to the United States and they told her it was fractured. But she's still Ugh. her her foot is still jacked up. Lesson learned. I don't know what the lesson of that is. <laughs> Stop drinking. Be careful in Mexico. Yeah, let me see what else I got here. Let's talk about my first trip to a strip club. <laughs> that was pretty interesting, okay? Lesson learned for this one is I should have hit up more strip clubs so this wouldn't have happened to me, okay? So this wouldn't happen. All right, so I was heartbroken, you know, hanging out with my friends. And then, my, like I said, I'm exposing everybody. I don't give a shit. Um, one of my friends from high school, uh, Eva, she messages me. She says, you know, we're at, we're at, uh, Cali girls in downtown. And I'm sorry, we're at Cali girls in Fullerton. She's like, come through. So I talked to some of my friends. I'm like, oh, you guys want to go? They said, yeah. So we go to Cali girls in Fullerton. So we're there. And then, um, we're there. We're talking. We're drinking, you know, cause it's, what is it? Just topless there because there's alcohol being served. So she, um, She's like, oh, how you been? And we start catching up a little bit. And then she's like, um, have you ever gotten a lap dance? 
And I was like, no, 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 I've, no, I'm good. You know, like, I'm good. She's like, I'm going to get you your first lap dance. So I was like, no, I'm okay. So we started drinking some more. And then she's like, come on, let me get you a lap dance. So I was like, all right. So she's like, pick one, pick, because the girls were already dancing, you know? She's like, pick one. So then I was like, ah, oh, I think that one's cute right there, you know? So she's like, okay. She calls the girl over. She tells the girl, like, whispers in her ear. So the girl grabs my hand, takes me to the back, the boom, boom room. <laughs> Just kidding. So she takes it to the back room. She sits me down and uh, she's like, she starts like dancing. She's like slowly, you know, she's going, going. And then she's like, she turns her back and she's dancing on me. All of a sudden, she fucking steps back and tries to do a flip. I think she was trying to do like a flip on me and she kind of like turns this bitch fucking hits me with her fucking tacon right on the fucking side of the fucking head, dude. Like, I might have had a concussion, too. I don't know. I never got a check. But straight out fucking flips over. Boom. Fucking hits me right on the fucking side of the head. And she gets down. Like, she fucking jumps back down. And she fucking starts apologizing. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is my first week here. And I told her, don't worry about it. But we're busting up. Like, both of us are busting up. And I told her, you know what? You don't even have to do anything. We'll just say that you did. But you don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, no, 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 no. Let me dance for you. So she starts dancing a little bit. But we're walking out of the room. And we're both laughing. So everybody's like, damn, what are you guys doing? I was like, bitch, she fucking hit me with a fucking taco. And I fucking had the side of my head fucking all red. Lesson learned. Hit up more strip clubs so that you can be a professional when it comes to them coming towards you. If you see the taco coming towards you, you got to scoot to the right, scoot to the left. The other lesson is don't go to strip clubs. <laughs> I mean, you know, unless someone gets married or something like that. Uh, well, or having a bad day at work, right, Frank? Chichilandia. Ain't nobody need to be going to no strip clubs. Oh my goodness. There, I feel like there's been so many like near death uh, experiences from just poor judgment and. I mean, there was sadly a couple of times where I was like, what was I thinking? Like one time my friend, they, we, we were like 19 and her, her, one of her high school friends had a party and she, well, this wasn't really my judgment. It was hers, but she just took off. She took off walking and they lived. Uh, in a very small town. So it wasn't like she could get lost. Well, she fucking got lost because she was so drunk. We had to go find her. She's walking around. We finally like we turned down the street and we're like, dude. And she's like, oh, my God, I couldn't find my way back. And so we scooped her up and we took off. But one of the things we used to do is she lived in a very small town near the, near the mountains. We used to go up into the fucking mountains and go get drunk. And I'm like, what in the hell? We used to be like in a freaking mountains. We used to freaking drink in um, like the middle of the country. I mean, we just and then we were driving, which is awful. Please don't do that. If you're if you're a young person, do not do that. And actually, back in our days, we did not have fucking Ubers. So there's no excuse. Drinking and driving is not okay. Um, but we, I think that we never thought about Bigfoot. Uh, Bigfoot? Yeah, because you were out in the mountains. <laughs> fucking Bigfoot would have got your asses. <laughs> we never, we never thought about the consequences. Mm. And I think that that's, that's like something, I mean, obviously in hindsight, right? When you're an adult, you're like, oh shit, I can't do that because, you know, I have a family. I have, you know, a child or I have a husband or a partner or, you know, I have responsibilities. Um, so I can't, I can't do that. But when you're, when you're living, you know, in your twenties, you're like, whatever, like, I don't, I don't have that responsibility. So you're like, I can, I mean, so I had this one job in college. <laughs> my, my best friend Sonia and I worked at this like, on, on campus, we worked in a record, they called a record center. So it's like back in the day, they used to actually, for the young people, they used to actually have like paper files that were, were people's files. And so like this record center kept 
the files for the medical center on campus. So they had like people's, oh my God, we are so mean. We, that, so they would keep people's like medical files. And after a certain amount of time, you're supposed to shred them. So I was not the only one who did this, but we used to be all fucking reading the files and like <laughs> looking at the pictures of the people and making fun of them. That's HIPAA. It That's is. HIPAA. This is before HIPAA. HIPAA. But I'll tell you one time, so they, what they used to do is they used to like take photos of some of the files and keep them on like this like film and you would go into this like machine. They called a microfiche and used to, we used to have to like look through them. So if something was upside down or if something was like didn't show up right, we'd have to like note it. <laughs> so one time I came over, I was hung over as fuck. I go into the machine and I'm like, have my hood on because it was so cold in there. We used to, we used to, you know, have to wear a coat. I'm leaned up on the machine and I was like, <laughs> leaned on the, the, the button where it like turns the film. So it was going super fast and I had passed out. So the film was all like going like, <laughs> my boss comes in and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I just don't feel good. And she's like, okay, well, maybe you should go home. So I went home. And another time my friend was trying to get, okay, so this is really old school. This is before the real inter- internet. When I started college, it was like, we got email and it, that was like a huge deal. They used to have these like chat rooms. They called it like inter-relay chat. So it was literally like, just like if you were typing onto a old school, like 1980s computer screen. So you would just see like, the name of the person and what they were chatting, whatever. So my friend was like talking to this guy on, on her, on her chat room. And when we were at work, she was trying to get into the chat room from the work computer. Well, I don't know what the deal is with this work computer, but she started typing stuff in to get into it. And it started like scrolling, like just all this computer language. <laughs> And the boss runs out. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's erasing the system. And we're just like, holy shit. So she runs in and she's like, starts typing on the thing. And she's like, I think I got it. I think we're good. She's like, what happened? What did you guys type in here? And my fucking friend, all stupid, was all, "Um, well, uh, we were trying to move a box of files to get and it fell onto the keyboard. So we just she she thought it just pressed enter to put it back to the screen and she's like, Do not touch this computer ever again. <laughs> so like do the when when it was uh time for us to get like the next year to apply for jobs, we were, we were trying to apply there again and they're like we don't have any openings. They're like, fuck these two girls. They are almost jacked up our whole record system. There's probably a picture of you still at the school. Don't let this lady <laughs> don't hire these people. <laughs> Let's see what else I got. You were just talking about how when you were young, or at least they didn't have like lifts or anything like that before. So I remember that for a long time, I was really mad at my pops uh, for doing what I'm about to tell you guys. Uh, but now that I think of it, I feel like he was right. He he did the right thing. So um, I remember it was a little bit after high school. Uh, he got me like a little truck. It wasn't a truck. It was like a little SUV, um, a little Ford. And, you know, I used to call it Casper. Maribel probably remembers it. It's Casper. Um, and I would drive to Maribel's. I think she lived like in Cyprus. No, not Cyprus. I don't know where the fuck she lived, but it was like pretty far. And when she would get off of work, we would go to her house because it was just her and her brother because her family had already moved to Chicago. So it was just her and her brother, and we would always hang out, drink, party at that at that little place that they had, right? So when we were there, um, we would drink, hang out, and I remember one time they got a stripper and all this other shit. It was pretty crazy. So I remember I took a little nap, and then my dad kept blowing me up to come home. So I remember I drove. I don't know how the fuck I got home, like... I don't remember how I got home, but point is that I got home and let's say this is the curve, right? Right here. This is a curve. So I have to park like this. Tell me why my fucking car was parked like this in front of the Rica's house. So when I got home, I just opened the door, just fucking knocked out on the couch. And when I woke up, he, like well, I was knocked out. 
he fucking woke me up. He's like, get up. Like, he's all freaking yelling at me, like, get up. So then I get up and he's like, where are the keys to the car? And I was like, oh, like, what the heck? So I had him in my pocket and I get up and then I give him the keys because he was asking for the keys. He fucking took the car from me. He threw all my CDs out, all my shit out of the car and said, that's it. You're done. No more car. Lesson learned. Don't be drinking and driving. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Well, um, I never, I never had got caught drinking. <laughs> mm, but I did it. I did it one time. I I did um, scratch someone else's car that I parked next to. <laughs> so when I when the first day I get my license, I actually hit a car in the parking lot. <laughs> I told my mom, like, can I go take the car? And my mom's like, sure. So I go to the grocery store to get like candy because I was going to watch a movie at my friend's house. And I go to back up and there's a really cute guy who walks out of the store. <laughs> and I fucking back into a minivan. He looks at me. I look at him. I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to die. I like take off, like literally peel out of the parking lot. I take off. I'm like, peace. I'm out. I was so embarrassed. So I committed a hit and run in the parking lot. And one time I did not commit a crime. However, I was a getaway driver. My girls and I, we went out to the bars. I only had like a drink because I was like, I'll be the designated driver tonight. Little did I know that I would be part of uh, commissioning a crime. So we go to Taco Bell. There's like, for, first of all, we are in a two-door Tercel. And if anyone knows what those cars are like, they're freaking tiny as shit. So it's basically like a two-door little tiny car. If you look at like those little like Echoes, you know, those Toyota... I think that's basically like what, what it is now. So we go to Taco Bell and we're ordering and there's like six of us in there. So there was four people in the back. There was me driving and there was someone else in the passenger seat. And there's these girls in back of us and they are just being belligerent. And so we're trying to order for like six people. And all of a sudden, the passenger of the car, she leans her head out of the window and is like, hurry up, you fat bitches. You're going to order everything in Taco Bell. And I was like, what the heck is this girl's problem? So my friend who will remain unnamed because I ain't a snitch, she's sitting in the back and she... She's sitting in the back and she's like, oh my God, let me out, let me out. Like she was notorious for um for for being a scrapper. And and so I'm like, uh, uh, she's like pushing on my seat, let me out. So I'm like, oh shit. So then she's sitting there like stewing because I'm like, we are not getting into a fight. We're gonna get our food, we're gonna go home, we're gonna chill. And then all of a sudden she was like, oh my God, oh my God. So the girl whose car it was, she was like, oh, so-and-so, you have a rotten orange back here. And we were like, ew. So, you know, obviously our attention went to that. So we're driving away. My friend in the back's like, go around, go around to the drive-in. I'm going to say something to her. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I do. Well, she freaking leans out the window. She fucking takes the orange and she throws it. So I, so... She's like, I'm going to throw this at their car. Well, (laughs) the girl saw us and rolled down her window, which was a mistake because she threw the orange and it hit her on the side of the face. And then all of a sudden, my friend's like, go, go, go. I freaking peeled out of that parking lot. Like literally, it was like, because it was like a stick. I freaking take off. We are dying. I literally pulled over because we were all laughing so hard. I feel bad for whoever it was that got the orange, the rotten orange in the side of their face, but karma's a bitch, I guess. Don't fuck with Lydia and her homies. <laughs> Don't fuck with Lydia, period. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's cool. Uh, let me see what else they got. Let me see. Let me see. That one we can't talk about. <laughs> Don't, uh, don't be talking about no uh, dirty deeds. That's what I'm being careful right now. Hold on. Uh, I think uh, something with the car. So let's talk about when Go- I think Goonie was pregnant, which is my cousin. I want to say she was pregnant. 
or maybe she wasn't pregnant. Whatever. Point is that her her husband Mike, Susie and I would um, we would <laughs> Lito's probably gonna fucking rest in peace, my grandpa. But he's probably gonna fucking trip me when I'm walking or something for for doing this. But I remember one time we we tried to ask to borrow his van, and he was knocked out. So we just kind of fucking took the keys. We went for a stroll. And I, we fucking got a fucking flat tire, bro. <laughs> we got a fucking flat tire and we drove like that. We were going like everywhere we had to go. We drove like that. In the end, we ended up parking it. And when he got up, like he's like, oh, chingalo, this and that. And we're like, oh, like, like we don't know what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know. So then he ended up taking off. We, as soon as he took off, we got in the car, fucking fixed his tire, brought it back. When he got back, he's like, what the fuck? And we had already fixed it. Lesson learned. Do not borrow a car that is not yours without permission. Exclusive here on the Hood Healing Podcast. Well, I too also took a car without permission. And so I... I learned how to, I got my license and my mom was like, you cannot drive it on the freeway. So of course, what did I do? I drove it on the freeway. I went to Seattle cause we lived, we lived in Tacoma, which is a, it's almost like coming, you know, like 45 minutes, you know, without traffic. And so we went to a, a club, like not really a club, but it was like, <clears throat> there was a show. We went to like a concert or something and um, went to the show. And then we were coming back and I was trying to make my curfew. So I was speeding at the time. It was 55 miles per hour was the speed limit. And I think I was going 70 or 75. This is something about me that has not changed. I love to speed. And so anyhow, I got a speeding ticket. And I had to go to court for it because of my age, because I was 16. So I had to tell my mom that I had, you know, and so I went to court and they reduced the fee to half, which was great. But I had to tell my mom so I couldn't drive for like a month. She wouldn't let me drive. And another time I took the car to go see my boyfriend at the time. Mm. Yes, I had a boyfriend before my husband. And um, so then I thought, because my mom and dad went out to dinner with their friends. So um, <clears throat> I took the car and I knew what time they were going to come back. So I came back and they weren't back yet. So I'm like, oh, I beat the system. I go, I go inside the house. I'm chilling. My sister's like, you're in trouble. Mom and dad know you took the car. And I'm like, how the heck would they know I took the car? She, nope. She said, yeah, mom and dad came home to get something and like left again. And so they saw the car was gone. So then I told my mom, so I wouldn't get in as much trouble. I was like, oh, I went to the store, but she was like, I told you. You could not go anywhere. And so I got in trouble. So anyhow, but it's like when you're, so I think about like, well, first of all, I think about two things. And I think we talked about this earlier. One is, is that my child is that age. And I feel like we trust her so much that we would be like, if we came home and our car was gone, we would text her. This is before cell phones too. Yeah. Okay. I would text her and say like, Hey, where are you? You know, do you have the car just to make sure? But I, I think Frank and I just really trust that our kids going to make the right decision unless you show me otherwise. But I feel like our parents generation, like they always went to like that we had the worst intention. So it's just interesting to me that like, you know, a lot of times it wasn't even like, I'm going to ground you, but it was also like they're, they shame you for the behavior or they do these things that like, they're not teaching you a lesson from this. Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about this experience and why this was dangerous or, you know, this scares me when you do this because I feel like this could happen. Like it, it's, it's different. I don't know if, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Cause I wish my dad would have at least talked to me before he took my damn car away. But he straight out just took it. Like, 
And my, I don't think my dad believed in rounding. Like, the fuck is that? Like, no, you're just fucking... He would just get us in trouble and that was it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we were ever grounded, ever. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Well, and I think, I think that's, like, also part of it is that, you know, our parents... They like there was no gentle parenting. Yeah. It was like survival parenting. So it was like, you know, all of these like I still to this day probably could never tell my mom like half of those things that we talked about today because she would still be like very judgmental. Like my dad is different, you know. I think he's like the other end of the spectrum where it's like, yeah, yeah, shouldn't be, you know, like encouraging this kind of behavior from your child. You should be like Hey, you know, there's better choices to be made. Girl. Sorry, it's past my bedtime already. You know what I'm saying? He's like an old lady. <laughs> no, um, so I, I mean, I, I never told my, my mom or, or my Lita whenever I, we would take our little TJ trips, so but they knew already. So we would come back, like, we'd be like, oh, we were at Maribel's house playing uh, pool and drinking and just hanging out. Bullshit. They, Lita called bullshit. She was like, uh-huh, yeah, okay, I didn't know Maribel's house was TJ. Or my mom would be like, ah, estás pendeja. ¿Tú crees que no sé? And I was like, oh, shit. Like, um, And a, a lot of my friends would be like, oh, I'm staying the night at, uh, at Chubbs' house, you know? So I don't, I don't even know. Well, yeah, and one of my friends, uh, Mo, for her bachelor party, um, and you wrote notes in a piece of paper and she would pull them out. And I guess it was like memories that you had with her. You know what I mean? Like childhood memories or just friendship memories that you guys had together. And you would put your memory on a piece of paper. Everybody, like everybody at the bridal shower, you would put um, your memory with her and put it into a box. So she would pull it out and she would read it. And then she would have to figure out who wrote it. I shit you not, every single paper she would pull out, she would be like, Chubbs. And everybody's like, no. It's like, drinking, da da da. Chubbs, no. Everybody's like, damn, dude, what the fuck did you guys do? And like, I think that was when Auntie was like, what the hell? Cause it was like, you know, driving to TJ and, you know, making it back the same night. And he'd be like, Chubbs. She'd be like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was funny though. Like, I think Mose was fucking hilarious though, cause her car, would not start unless I think she would put a fork in it or a knife or some shit like that. But that bad boy would not start. She finally ended up selling that car. I don't, God knows what the hell she did with that car, but she got herself this nice, nice little Saturn. Uh, is that what it's called? A Saturn. And, um, she parked it in front of Lita's house, right in the front. We told her, do not park it there. Brand new cars or fucking brand new car. And didn't listen. She parked it there. We got back from TJ. Her fucking mirror was broken. A car passed by and fucking smacked it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, dude. But I just I, there's way too many stories to tell. But we we had we had we had a lot of fun. A lot of TJ trips. A lot of drinking trips. A lot of fucking hanging out at Maribel's house and playing pool and drinking and staying up all night. Fucking camping in her fucking backyard, dude. <laughs> it was funny. We had a lot. I had a lot. I have a lot of stories and. The cool part of, of it all is that I would come home and talk to Lita about him, and she was never mad. She was always just like chill. Like when I came out to her, that would be another another podcast. But I remember when I came out to her, she was like, "Tell me something I don't know." She's like, "Girl, we all knew." Yeah, she was like, "Please." She's like, oh, "Okay, okay, yeah, oh yeah, I already knew that." And I was like, "You did how?" <laughs> Your undercut. That's how we knew. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But I, I think about like, I mean, you know, you think about like the way you want to parent, you know, like when you get to that point in your life, when you, um, when you become a parent, it's like, I always thought, well, I'm going to try to be a parent like my parents, like I wish my parents were, you know? Yeah. And the ironic thing is that we have a child, like we don't have a wild child. Like I think, but I, I was thinking about this um, today and it was like, I feel like I did all of these crazy things because I had such a strict parent. Um, I had one parent, like my dad was very like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. 
ask your mom. Like he always deferred to her and she still is <laughs> very controlling um, and was very controlling and strict when we were growing up. Like, you know, um, we could like our, you know, we had a curfew and our child's out here in these streets to like 1230 at norms, you know, but the ironic thing is that we have a child that like is not, you know, to our knowledge anyways. Let's <laughs> wait till Emilio hits senior year. I it's know. Over. I'm it's telling done. you. But <laughs> fucking see Emilio down harbor in the van. <laughs> freaking uh, throw beer cans falling out. Yeah. But, but, you know, but the thing is, is like, I feel like we are very much like, we trust you. And I've always said this is like, I trust you until you give me a reason not to. And I feel like obviously it's different because kids are not necessarily, you know, I think kids are drinking, they're experimenting and like, you know, the thing is kids are usually at our house so we can monitor that a little more closely. Um, cause my child's like, I ain't trying to spend the night in <laughs> this house but you know i think for us like when you have parents that are like that you tend to do those things like you learn how to lie a lot about different stupid shit right i mean i remember the first time that i got drunk i remember i remember the first time i ever used pot was like the first time i ever did weed it was weed that was my dad's <laughs> I mean, if we're going to be a hundred percent, you know, it's like, and obviously it was illegal back then. I remember the first time we smoked weed, it was, I don't know if I want to expose it. I'll fucking, I don't give a shit. And I ain't no snitch. It's just me not, just not caring. It was in the past. We're adults now. It doesn't even matter. It was Goonie, Mike, Mariana. Cynthia and myself, we walked home from school. We were hanging out in the ditch behind Tia Rosa's house and we smoked weed. We fucking said, do not tell anybody, take it to the grave. What the fuck do you, Cynthia? And I, and I know you watch our podcast, so I'm fucking, we said, don't say anything. What do you think Cynthia did? Cynthia, what did you do? She fucking went home and told her grandma. <laughs> Girl. And I called so and so, so and so got a call. All the moms got a call. When it got to me, I was like, "Who said that?" <laughs> oh. I was like, "I, I denied it." I was like, "Cynthia's," and my mom was like, "See, no pendeja," and I was like, "Fuck it, whatever." Like it already happened, you know, like whatever. But that was funny, dude. Like the whole way home, we were fucking busting up, and Cynthia was fucking paranoid as shit. And she fucking don't, don't tell no one. Okay, we fucking all promise. And then as soon as we get home, we're chilling. Cynthia went to her grandma's house. And then all of a sudden, we fucking get a, my mom gets a call. My mom's like, Ben. And I was like, what? She's like, Ben. And she's like, Mariana, like, you have to go home. Your mom's like, well, your mom called for you already. And then Goonie, me and Goonie are like, what the hell? And sure enough, they're like, Cynthia told her grandma. And her grandma told my mom. Damn, girl. It's all right, though. It's all right, Cynthia. I forgive you. I still love you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that was the first time I ever tried weed. Well, I will I will say that you know my I I I try to think about like my own like what would I what would be the appropriate response you know for my own child like you know everybody's gonna want to experiment and do these things and whatnot and I feel like you know, our child's definitely had like this, a lot of medical trauma. So I feel like we're not all in skate, but I feel like we always talk about it. We talk about these different things and which is not to say that there's not been like struggles of, of our own family. But I also think that, you know, I really try to, to kind of be like, what's going on? Like what's happening, you know? Um, because, I feel like that's something no one ever asked. Yeah. No one ever asked me like, Hey, what's going on that you're, you know, drinking and which, you know, part of it was that obviously there's things that we do as like teenagers or young adults that, um, 
that's normal because you know our frontal lobe is still is still open and and we're doing stupid shit like we do it but if you come from a home where you don't have that support then i think you take riskier moves like so (laughs) our child and i and i I think, I think about this story that's really funny because this kind of shows you how, you know, me and Frank grew up versus her. And so one of the things is that one time my sister gave, like, gave him like a little like voice changer. So what do I do? I start prank calling my sisters, (laughs) like a, like a mature, responsible parent. And my child is like, Oh my God, we're going to get arrested. The police are going to come. You are not, that's, isn't that illegal? I think like he was eight and I'm like, no, dude, it's not like chill. And I just think about like this, like dumb stuff that we did at that age. Cause we were like, nobody, I think sometimes you feel like nobody's checking up on me so I can do what I want. And I just remember I went to this training and they said, you know, when you give kids too much freedom, when you're like, I want to be your friend. I want to, um, you do whatever you want. You're giving them the message that you don't care and you don't love them. You don't care what happens to them. So I think sometimes, like, especially in middle school, I would say like, I'm doing this because I love you and I care about what's going to happen to you. So, yeah. Frank said, don't worry. If your mom gets arrested, we're going to put some, uh, we're going to put some money in her books. <laughs> You better for those hot Cheetos. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, this is fun. Reminiscing. Yep. We survived and we're thriving. We are responsible adults now. Yes, we are. Who have jobs and homes and no jail records yep. anymore. Whoa. No, no jail records. <laughs> I know. I almost did get arrested, but that's another day for another story. Yeah. Um, but uh, definitely check us out. I think... You know, Pride Month is coming up. Yeah. I think we're going to have... A big old flag behind us. We're going to have a nice Pride flag up because, you know, we are LGBTQ friendly on this podcast. And that's when all the homophobics come out. Pride never fails. (laughs) And we're going to talk about how those homophobes have caused trauma for some of the LGBTQ people. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, But yeah, so thank you so much. And we will catch you on our next podcast. Ciao, everybody. Peace. Take care. Peace.